Life Audio. Teach Us to Pray is brought to you by Life Audio and is a part of our Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. Welcome back, friend. You are listening to the Teach Us to Pray podcast, where we teach believers practical and real-life tips on how to grow your faith and relationship with God through the power of prayer. I'm Christina Patterson, host of the Teach Us to Pray podcast and founder of Beloved Women, where I encourage, equip, and empower women in the love of Jesus Christ and the truth of God's word. I'm excited to share with you a conversation that I had with Patrice Burrell. She is an author, life coach, and worship leader who loves practicing the presence of God through a lifestyle anchored in spiritual disciplines and encouraging believers to live authentically and pursue God passionately. She's the author of Warrior Slay, a devotional book on the power of prayer and worship. In this conversation, we're going to be talking about her book, Warrior Slay, why she chose that title and the gift and the power of prayer in our everyday lives. We're also going to talk about practical ways that we can stay connected to God through prayer, even when life is busy, what listening prayer is and how to get started with a prayer of solitude and listening. If you are like me, you're probably like, what is that? I can't imagine being still for more than five minutes. How do I get started with something like that so that I can hear God clearly? Patrice is going to break that down for us and give us some real life tips on how we can actually incorporate more solitude and silence in our lives so that we can hear from God through prayer. She's also going to give us some real life tips on what her prayer life looks like and how she's maintaining an active prayer life, even when things are busy. So enjoy today's conversation. I wanted to briefly talk about your book, Warrior Slay, where you talk about the power of prayer. First, I want to ask, tell us a little bit about the title of that book. Where where did that title come (laughs) from? Well, you know, in in culture, we hear that term slay and and sometimes it it takes on a very worldly context, if if we're honest. Um, Mm -hmm. And my book is kind of like, but no, that's not how you slay. That's that's not what makes you a warrior. What makes you a warrior is having a prayer life. What makes you a warrior is understanding the power of praise. Again, those two spiritual disciplines. And so- I want people to be women to be empowered by, you know, it's not because your hair is on point and, you know, your, your makeup is flawless and all of this stuff. And you can have the total package from the outward appearance. But if behind that, there's no staying power, there's nothing that keeps you rooted and anchored. And that's going to be your prayer life. Mm-hmm. Um, then that's not how you slay. So we're all going to go through things in life, right? In this world, we will have trouble, but God has been so gracious to us. He's given us tools. He's given us a model, even through Jesus and how he was so intentional about praying to the father. So we know that there's power in prayer, right? And I believe when you couple that with praise, it's just even that more dynamic. Um, And so warrior slay is really about emphasizing how I'm able to overcome, how Mm -hmm. I'm able to break through. Um, You know, I wrote that book when I was in a 15 month rehabilitation process after a really bad car accident. Mm -hmm. And I 
at that point, I moved to Orlando and two months later had the car accident. And I was like, God, what is this about? You know, am I, am I, am I in your will? Why, why is this so hard? You know, I was just in so much physical pain, trying to manage the pain. Mm. And it was like, well, you know, did you think that when you go into the promised land, there's not going to be giants, you're still going to have to slay some stuff. You're still going to have to, you know, you're going to have to deal with some things. It's not going to be like, okay, I'm in Orlando now and whoop de doo No, that came with some warfare and going through that and, and walking through the process of um, at the point that I had been out of work for about three weeks and had to go back um, by vocation. I'm an educator. Okay. So, so at that time, I was still uh, a homeroom teacher. I had been uh, teaching third grade. And I remember literally when I had to first go back to work mm. um, and my, my colleagues, they were so gracious. They would take my kids. I was on the second floor of a building, but it was obvious to everyone that, you know, things were different for me. I wasn't taking stairs. I had to take the elevator, my walking. So they would take my kids downstairs to the cafeteria when it's time for them to go to lunch and, and all of that. And I remember times when I would, by the time they would usher my kids out the door, I'd go to my desk and I'd put my head down and I'd just cry because I'd be in so much pain. And I was like, God, you know, why do I have, it's so painful. My body is still just, I'm dealing with so much pain. Yeah. And and going through that, you know, eventually God led me to write the book. And initially I went silent. You know how Sarah laughed at God? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't go, I didn't laugh. I just went silent. Like if I will, I'm just going to act like this is not what he's saying because I won't have to do it. And, <laughs> you know, I'm just going to ignore yeah. it. I'm silent. And, um, but, but God has a way, right? Yep. So I said, Lord, I don't even feel like. I'm ready to write this book because I'm still dealing with this pain. But what I learned in my pain was Mm -hmm. to never stop praying and to never stop praising. Mm -hmm. And God said to me, I wanted to see what you were going to do at the greatest point of your pain, Patrice. Mm -hmm. Would you let the warrior on the inside of you rise up? Would you begin to praise and release the praise in the midst of the pain, in the midst of wanting the healing, not wanting it to be the way it was? I mean, who wants to go through something for 15 months, you know, but still that what I would give him would be praise because I trusted that even in the midst of this struggle, in the midst of this, this test, that there was still a warrior in me and that he was going to bring me through. And so I battled with writing the book because I felt like, well, I'm not on the other side of this, God. I'm not, you know, finished with my healing. And God says, I don't want you to write from being on the other side of it. I need Mm -hmm. you to write these devotionals in the midst of your tears, as you're walking through this process of pain, because people don't always need to bear witness with, let me tell you what I did, how I made it over. They need to know I'm right here with you. This is what I'm doing. And this is how God still has proven himself to be strong, mighty, and faithful. Your family, your faith, they're not in the way. They are the way. From the creators of Jesus Revolution comes the incredible true story. It's going to be dangerous and scary and giving up. It's not an option. The story of one family's journey from down under to center stage. Unsung Hero, a for King and Country film starring Candace Cameron Bure and Terry O'Quinn. In theaters now. Visit unsunghero.movie to learn more. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. 
Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. You said you were going through 15 months of pain and just healing from that, still needing to work. Mm -hmm. And then God is like, and by the way, can you write this book? And you're like, yeah. Like, I, I had to take a um an MRI or CAT scan or something one day uh-huh. at home from work and you know I was just that whole side of my body where I had impact it was still very stiff I, I wasn't able to like I said maneuver down the stairs or things like that so um it was obvious by the way I was walking that something right. was still wrong physically right right and, and so it was just kind of in my spirit of course because I, I love God and I respect Him I would never <laughs> say it out my mouth. Like, you want me to do what? what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you must have the wrong person. You know, right. you go not this Patrice. <laughs> right, not this Patrice. The so, other one down the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we can we write a different kind of book? Because <laughs> I know I don't want to talk about being a warrior. T- to be honest, you know, because sometimes people, they hear that term and they think a lot of different things. And, mm-hmm. and for me, I feel like, and I felt like in that season, like I was none of that. I'm not hardcore, you know, and just kind of in your face and ugh, kick the devil in his teeth. That That's not my personality. That's not my persona. Mm-hmm. And God told me, he was like, Patrice, you will never have to diminish your femininity as a woman in ministry. You'll never have to downplay any of that to be a warrior. Because again, it's not about the outward appearance. It's not about what you say. It is what you do. And when you go into your closet and you pray and you lift your hands and worship to me, that is what makes you a warrior. Right. Yeah. What was one of the greatest lessons you learned uh, in being obedient to write that book in that season of pain? That God is faithful in his timing. Mm. Our job is to have faith. Mm. Our job is to have hope. Our job is to confess. Right. Right. We, we speak God's word. We put ourselves in agreement with his word, but ultimately we have to trust him that he's God. We are not, he knows what's best. His timing is perfect. And at the moment that I was supposed to recover my healing, my limbs, all of those things that it was going to come together. Yeah. Did I want it in month number one, month number two, month yep. number three? Yeah, I did. <laughs> But that wasn't his will. And I trust that he was no less deserving of my love, my praise, my trust, because he didn't do it the way I thought he should have. Right. Right. I love that, um, you know, you encourage that level of devotion and faithfulness, despite your circumstances. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And, you know, a lot of Christians today that are probably watching or listening to this or going through their own, you know, uh, healing, whether it's physical, spiritual, mental, or things like that. And um, we know that there's power in prayer, even in those seasons. Um, What are some of the most important areas that you believe Christians should be praying about today? Personally, starting with yourself. Mm hmm you know, your, your surrender. Mm. I think we have to really make sure that when we pray, um, you know, in that model prayer that Jesus gave the disciples, Mm -hmm. let it be done on earth as it is in heaven. Right. And so a part of prayer is us understanding what is the will of the father and speaking that in the earth, putting ourselves in agreement with him. And so Although we can say, I want, I want, this is my desire, but deeper than that is surrendering to God's will for us. Yeah. Because I think that is a place where we truly find peace. Mm-hmm. You know, um, everybody has the idea of what they think they want, but God sees the big picture. He knows right. the end at the beginning. And mm-hmm. so surrendering that Lord, this is what I desire Yes, I want going back to my single sisters. Yes, God, I want to remarry. I want to, you know, marry whatever the case might be. But I have to trust that you have my heart and you're not going to allow anyone to do anything to my heart because I'm your daughter and you want what's best for me. And so when things don't materialize the way I hope I'm not going to give into that place of, well, when is it going to be my turn or God must not love me or all of those things. I'm going to trust that you are my father, that you have a father's heart for me and that you're too wise to make any mistakes. Right. I can surrender even, even the thing that we think we, we have to have, because when we talk about surrender, really, it's never the 5%. (laughs) It's never the 95% rather that we're willing to relinquish, right? Right. But surrender is always that 5% Mm -hmm. that we want to hold on to. One thing. Yes, we need to have it. We got to have it our way. And God is saying that right there. Mm -hmm. You got to (laughs) correct me with that. Because that's that's the kind of God he is. But we see his faithfulness even in that. And then what happens is when God blesses us, right? Mm -hmm. It's so much better. It may not be what we thought it should have been, Mm -hmm. so much better than we could have ever imagined or put together. Even if he would have said, okay, here's my God baton wand. I'm gonna let you hold it for a minute and you can poop, do whatever you want to do. Right. Right. It's it's still so much better than anything we could have figured out for ourselves. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. He can do exceedingly abundantly more than all Mm -hmm. we can ask or imagine. Yes. Yes. We can, when, and we can experience that when we, like you said, surrender. So yeah, it's going to be important for us, for me (laughs) to be like, God, help me to surrender to your will by trusting you essentially. And I love that we can pray about it. You know, we don't have to just be like, oh, I am this or I'm not, you know, if we feel like we're lacking in an area uh, when it comes to our spiritual growth or trusting him, we can pray and help, help me have the faith that I don't have in this area, you know? Absolutely. He does not leave us comfortless. That's yeah. one of the jobs of the Holy Spirit. He's our paraclete. He is our helper. And so he will give us what we need. We just have to ask. The, the part about the Holy Spirit, though, is we have to be willing to yield. Yeah. 
because it's not going to, you know, slap us, slap us upside our heads and be like, okay, take the peace, you know? <laughs> right, right, yeah. You know, he's not going to do that. We have to be willing to yield. Will you open the door? God, Jesus isn't going to bust the door down. He's knocking. He's not going to bust the door down, but you got to right. open it up. It's up Absolutely. to you. I love that. So in this season of your life, um, what is your prayer life looking like? How do you practically maintain an active life when I know you got ministry and work and uh, family and friends and responsibilities? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am trying to be very intentional about soul care. And I, I prefer mm-hmm. that term over self-care um, because I think it really encompasses spirit, soul, and body. And mm-hmm. so when I see that the spiritual disciplines are things that I need to do mm-hmm. um, because it's a part of my care. So it, it's not just um, because I'm, again, trying to meet some kind of quota or impress God with how spiritual I can be, right? Right. You know, that I need to do this because, you know, I'm just a better person when I've been with Jesus. Like, right. You know, I'm just... <laughs> You know, I just, stuff just comes out a little bit better, you know, that patient and, and kind and long suffering (laughs) and all of that, you know? So, and, and for me, I've always um, been able to get up in the mornings in different seasons, that time has changed, but I do typically, um, because I have a work day, I start my first time with God, because I just feel like if I don't get to talk to Jesus first, I'm not ready to talk to anybody else. Yeah, that's right. Yes. And I have to be on, you know, when I'm, when I'm at work. And so, um, I, in the morning typically have my quiet time. Um, but prayer looks like different things. So there are times that I have designated for intercessory prayer. There are certain people that I have, um, purposed in my heart that I'm going to pray for every day. That's just a part of what I feel God wants me to do. Right. Um, and then there is, prayer where I'm doing a lot of the meditation in silence and solitude. So I'm not doing a lot of talking. I'm just listening for God. And then there are certain prayers that, um, so I have flex time certain days of the week that Mm -hmm. I know this is time that I'm going to, um, pray scripture. So just kind of having a variety, a mix of things that I do. Um, that may look like some confession statements, faith declaration statements, but it's praying scripture. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I kind of have different things that, you know, and there are just times that I just spontaneously have to say, okay, God, you know, I really didn't like that. And X, Y, Z is going on. And, real. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, when you're in the line at Chick-fil-A and people start acting crazy and stuff, you have, you have to just pull one up real quick. Right. Yep. And, okay. So, you know, all of that, all of that is a part of prayer. And, um, but starting my day with God has definitely been, um, the staple of my, of my Christian walk. I feel like having that time with him first helps me to center myself. And so really pouring into that place first. Um, and then again, thinking about what the spiritual disciplines, um, how we approach the word, right? Because reading the word is not the same as studying the word. It's not the same as meditating upon scripture. Mm-hmm. So thinking about different pockets of my time throughout the day. And this is what I mean when I say walking with God, it's a daily thing. It's not like, okay, I'm doing my quiet time in the morning and now it's over and right. you know, there's nothing else going on for the rest of the day. I may only have a 30 minute period, but in that 30 minutes, what am I going to do? 
You yeah, know, yeah. am I going to sit there and, and look at some some cards some flash cards or index cards where I have scriptures or and pray over those scriptures or whatever? You know, you have to just give those times to God and dedicate it to him. And he's going to do something with it. He, he may lead you differently from one yeah. place to the other. But if you make room for him, he, he will show up in that space. Um, yeah. One of the things that I've been very intentional about praying for this year in particular is margin because mm. I don't want as as much as I love my color pens and I have my planner completely color coded. I don't want it looking like a rainbow every day. I mean, like you yeah. know, what I mean? and yeah. I'm like, God. The older I get, the more I realize less is really more. Yeah, less is really more. And one of my friends said to me, she said, "I just I've decided I don't want to be a busy woman. I just mm. don't want to be busy." Right. I want to be fruitful. Yes. Now I want, I want what I do to matter to God. I want the things that I expend my energy in to have eternal value for the kingdom, not for Patrice, because every good idea is not a God idea. Every good thing is not something that God isn't necessarily calling me to do. But I want to be able to have enough margin that, you know, if Jesus just wants to spontaneously speak to me, does he have space in my calendar to do that? You talked about silence and listening when you pray. What does that look like? And, and what's happening there? You know, because some people might hear that. And am I just sitting there and I just don't hear anything? Like, how am I hearing God? What, what is, how does that work? Right. Because in our, like, we always have noise going on in our society. We got our phones and our TVs and our devices. And, you know, the idea of sitting down for, and quiet for five minutes might intimidate. Absolutely. So how do we just sit in solitude and silence and hear from God? Like, what does that look like? And there might be this fear, like, well, what if I don't hear anything? And what if right. I don't hear something? How do right. I know it's God? Like, right. you know? And, and, and you may not. And that's right. okay. Okay. So the first thing is to not have this expectation of, you know, so when I first started doing this, honestly, I would set the, <laughs> I would set my um, timer. Okay. Five minutes. Okay. Because what I found is be, before my spirit could get in tune, I had to settle my body. Okay. Like I had to kind of bring my mind back in. Cause it's easy to wander like five minutes. If there's nothing going on, you will hear the refrigerator, you know, mm-hmm. the ice machine is, is going on. You're going to hear everything outside. You're going to hear all the sounds of your house. You know, your mind is going to be, it's like squirrel. Oh, okay. I'm supposed to, <laughs> you know, and so you have to brain yourself back in and our bodies were so, you know, and I think it was uh, Sandra Dalton Smith who talked mm-hmm. about sensory press, you know, and yes. how you have to, you have to really teach your body to be still. So there's such a connection. And of course, we're not going to go into all of that with your spirit and your mind and your body. But the first thing I would say is if you need to set your timer and say, okay, for five minutes, I'm not going to do anything other than sit here and be still. That might be step one okay. of growing in that discipline, right? Because just like with reading the word of God, we don't start at the beginning of our relationship with God being able to exergeta whole passage it just might be one scripture that we're able right to, you know right, so right same thing with that discipline so for silence and solitude i would say if you need to start 
with sitting and just literally, you know, maybe putting your phone in another room or whatever might be, you know, the distractions that you can plan for. I mean, there are some things you can't plan for. You have small kids and they run in your room and, you know, that kind of thing. You just life happens. Right. But the things that you can eliminate, go ahead and eliminate them and just make yourself sit there. Now, how is that spiritual? Well, it's not, but you've got to get your body under control. Got you, got you. Okay, you know, okay. we're you getting there. Started, we're getting there. Right. Okay. And then, so you start at five minutes, and then once you, you once your body begins to kind of um, not feel so anxious and agitated, then your mind is going to start to come in, and you can focus your mind on God. And so what I normally do, I just literally within myself, not audibly, because you know God has not said anything audibly to me, but within my spirit, I'm saying, Lord, I'm here. Yeah. Whatever it is you want to say whatever it is you want to do. And I just go quiet and I just wait. Yeah. And if I feel myself drifting, like my attention going to something else, I'm like, no, this is, this is God's time. This is God's time. This is God's oh. time. And, and I want him to know that I showed up. So yeah. just like I'm sitting in this chair. If I, if I say that I'm going to come, you know, at whatever time and I'm going to meet with God, you know, it's just like any other relationship. Not every time you come together, you know, there's this agenda of, okay, we're going to go to the movies at seven o'clock. And then now we're going to go have dinner. And then now we're going to, you know, it's not like that. It's just, yeah. well, let's just see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. And so we have to, again, be willing. And it's so hard for us who are so structured to just release yeah, <laughs> and say, okay, got whatever it is you want to say and not feel as if we didn't do something right, because here goes that performance. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. And God is not, he's not your father because of how well you perform. Even if you don't feel like he said something in that moment, it doesn't mean that your time wasn't valuable. It Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that um, you did not have uh, a quality experience with God. God is more concerned about the fact that you came and you wanted to be with him. Yeah. Yes. I love that. Oh my gosh. I, we got to get you back on the show because I have so many more questions, but I'm going <laughs> to be respectful of your time and everybody else's time as well. Uh, you're just such a rich well of wisdom and truth and grace and love. And we can tell that you have been filling up on Jesus. And I just thank you for taking time today to pour out to us. So much. I, I am so much better for this conversation, Patricia. <laughs> so much. Thank you so much. Before you go, will you tell um, our audience how they can connect with you? Absolutely. I am online, patriceforrell.com and social media. Only two platforms I hang out on because I know my capacity. Listen, (laughs) listen, I feel you on that. What are they? What are the two? Instagram and Facebook. I'm at Patriceforrell Ministries on both places. Now, listen, I told you that was a good conversation. Patrice is a true prayer warrior, and she has equipped us with wisdom and tools so that we too can experience the power of prayer in our everyday lives. To connect with Patrice and to get her book, Warrior Slay, be sure to check out today's show notes. It is my hope that today's episode has provided you with insight and helpful tips on how you can pray. We have so much more to talk about when it comes to prayer. So I hope that if you are encouraged by today's episode, you will share it with a friend and subscribe so that you don't miss any future episodes of the Teach Us to Pray podcast, where we will continue to learn 
how just like breathing, prayer can become a natural, consistent, and life-giving part of our everyday lives. Until then, be sure to connect with me at belovedwomen.org and check out the show notes to download my free five-day prayer guide. I also want to invite you to study the Bible with me by downloading the Beloved Women app available in the Apple or Google Play stores or visit belovedwomen.tv. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen today. God bless you, and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Teach Us to Pray is a production of Life Audio and the Salem Web Network. If you enjoyed this episode, would you take a minute and leave us a review in your podcast app? It really does help more people like you find the podcast. To hear more from Christina Patterson, be sure to check out her fantastic site, BelovedWomen.org. A special thanks to Kelly Givens, Stephen Sanders, and Stephen McGarvey for their production and editing on this episode. You can find more podcasts like this over at LifeAudio.com. Hi, I'm Zach. And I'm Randy. And we're from Salty Saints Podcast. We're a theology and apologetics podcast. We hope to better equip you to be salt and light for your community. Uh, We hope that we can help you to go out and be a reflection of Jesus Christ to those around you, uh, to your friends and your family, and especially to those that do not know Christ. To find out more, subscribe at lifeaudio.com.